Well, hey everybody, Mike Griffith here. Welcome to our new program at Dog Nation. It's KM Squared. We've got Kendall Milton and Kenny McIntosh with us tonight. That's right, a couple Georgia running backs and uh, gonna hand off the ball tonight, let those guys talk a little bit and share some ideas and thoughts. And guys, let's just jump right into the program. I mean, the fact that we're even doing a show like this, um, name image likeness. We'd heard that this could be coming, that one day college players might get paid for doing different endorsements and using their name, image, and likeness. And, you know, we talked about it and said, hey, let's let's do a show. Uh, Kenny, let me ask you, you, you signed a year ahead of Kendall. Did you think name, image, likeness was something that would happen during the course of your collegiate career? Um, no, nah, I never thought this would happen, definitely with me being in college at this time. Um, I used to write articles, I mean, essays about college players getting paid and and, um, you know, I always, you know, was on the yes side more than the no side because, you know, I, of course we don't have jobs. We don't we don't have the time to do those things to get money. So, of course, I believe that we should be paid. And I just can't believe that it, it's finally here. I just thank God that, it, you know, I'm blessed to be a part of it. Now, one year later, Kendall looks like Kendall's got a logo. Kendall's oh, yeah. got, you know, Kendall looks like he's <laughs> way in the future. What, what a difference one year can make, Kendall. Did, you, you're probably pretty confident that this might happen during the course of your career. What, what were your thoughts on it when you saw it come down the pipe? Oh, yeah. For me, you know, going through high school football, going through the, those whole stages and everything, it, it started to seem like that it was serious enough for them to actually put it in the tech, for them to actually put it into, you know, reality and come to college. And we basically knew, I think it was July 30 or something like that, July, July 1st, July 1st, um, we knew it was active. We knew that a while ago. So it was just leading up to this moment. I knew uh, going through my college, you know, experiences that this moment was going to bring itself. And, you know, me and my family, we tried to be as um, ready for this opportunity as possible so that when it does hit the stage that we're prepared for it to be able to capitalize fully. So, you know, even though that we kind of had an idea, we, we for sure were prepared for the whole, you know, NIL deal and everything. Right. Can you, if there's a, a flip side to this and you're seeing some of your teammates doing these deals, what are some of the, I don't want to use the word dangers, but what are some of the things that athletes need to be conscientious and aware of as they look for these NIL opportunities? Well, really looking for um, anything that can hurt you in the long run. Um, some of these people are like the NIL is a good thing. It has a positive and have a negative to it. Like um, some of these guys are out here to, I wouldn't say finesse, but you know, work work around the you know the rules. And I think that they need to pay atten- close attention to the contract they're signing and stuff like that. And you know, do their research on the people who they're allowing them, you know, market them, and you know, run who they what they got going on. So just little things like that. I got to keep the main thing. The main thing, you can't make any money off the field if you're not doing anything on the field. So. You know, I feel like if you if you get sidetracked and too and too obsessed with the money side, with the business side, to where it takes away from what all this is truly about, then that's where it becomes a distraction. But if you know that you can't do anything off the field unless you do what you're supposed to do on the field, then it'll be a I wouldn't say perfect, but it'll be you know a great ride. 
Kenny, let me ask you about the locker room. Uh, you know, you and Kendall both have been star players throughout your careers and gotten a lot of attention, probably more than some of the teammates. And a lot of people wondered when the NIL came along, if, if there might be some jealousy, if there might be some resentment of why did this player get this deal instead of me? I mean, obviously a, a guy like JT Daniels plays quarterback. It, it appears he's going to get some bigger deals. How does the locker room manage itself and make sure that the chemistry is not affected by something like the NIL? Well, I don't know about any other school or you know, college, but Georgia, we got a brotherhood. So, like, that's not even a problem in the locker room. I feel like I hear more people, like, trying to help, you know, players get the ones they got already, you know what I'm saying? Like, do you got this deal or not? You know, they're trying to help each other out in that kind of way or something. But um, I don't think that's – caused any kind of conflict in the locker room this far or I don't think it will because the bond we got in the locker room is such a strong and you know we don't got none of that you know hating or none of that in the locker room so I feel like we do it like brotherhood we're looking out for each other so yeah it's year two for you Kendall Kenny talks about the brotherhood and the balance you know some of your thoughts coming in from California to an SEC school and some of the dynamics of the NIL and, and the balance. What have you thought about that Georgia locker room and how do you feel about uh, any potential chemistry issues with NIL and different locker rooms? If not at Georgia, do you think that could happen somewhere else? Uh, I, I very much think that it can happen somewhere else, seeing that there will be athletes that get very big deals and some athletes that get no deals at all. But, you know, it's crazy because really the whole – like like. You said, Kenny, that it's crazy this year. We really have a real brotherhood to where it's in the locker room. We discuss NIL. We discuss the deals that we have amongst each other. And we're actually excited. We're actually happy for each other because this is really this opportunity is really not just for us, but it's for all the people that have been trying to get this opportunity before us all the players in college football before. So everybody now that the opportunity is here and it presented itself everybody's just happy for each other and we're just excited because you know this is gonna this is gonna elevate us not only as players but people off the field and it's gonna be able to show uh bringing that marketing side off the field that you know you wouldn't get before his coach smart had a message and again i'm not looking for any team secrets but obviously kendall said something earlier and i heard kirby's voice when he said i got to keep the main thing the main thing but uh, I, I've got to think that, that that putting that team first has been an emphasis yeah. for everyone uh, when they move I, forward with potential NIL deals. I would even say that it's uh, just Kirby saying that that's something that we say amongst each other as just a team, like players. Like we have our own, you know, player discussions and everything. We tell each other we can't do nothing off the field if we don't take care of business on the field. And the more we take care of business on the field, the more opportunities we're going to get off the field. So as long as you keep that balance, we already know, we already agreed uh, as a team that we keep that balance. We keep that, we keep that, um, like you said, the brotherhood of everything is we're going to have no problems and, you know, everything's going to be good. So the second question that I was going to ask you guys tonight, and we'll move forward with that, is uh, the back to campus, right? And, and you've been back a couple of weeks now. But for the most part, I, I sense that, you know, the individual workouts, yeah, they started in June or the voluntary workouts, it should say, should say. And then it looked to me like everybody kind of took the, I don't want to say everybody, but a lot of guys took that 4th of July break. And it, it, am I right in asserting that 
like now it's on, like there's no more, no breaks between now and August. Right. Yeah. To be honest with the whole break situation, it's really crazy because um, everybody, everybody's hungry this year. Everybody, we know, we know we have to get done. We know what what's going to take to, for it to get done. So even when they have these little breaks and they, we go home or whatever, it's really, it's really not a break to be honest, because we go home and we train and we work out, even though we take that time off to get our body back, we still train because this game of football, there really is, like they said, no off days because the days, days that you take off, somebody else is working. So with things like this, it really is no off days. It's really a grind, grind, grind situation. And like what he said, um, we have some players actually stay, stay on campus and, you know, stay in and go to the facility each and everything instead of going, rather going home to, you know, be with family and stuff like that. So, you know, just this, this team this year, just know it's a different, you know, you know, vibe around the, the, the team and stuff like that. So I feel like um, if we lock in and stay focused like that throughout the year, we'll have a great year this year. Well, for me, you know, growing up, I always knew that we had a very big name in my family, Kevin Hardy. He was the uh, first round, second pick, 1996 uh, draft. So we already knew there was already that uh, expectation, that bar that was set. And, you know, since a kid, I always wanted to, you know, match that expectation. So ever since I was little, my dad, he coached at the uh, high school that I was feeding into. And I would be in, I would be in fifth, sixth, uh, fifth, sixth grade, going out with the high school team at six in the morning, seven in the morning, doing conditioning and really fifth, sixth grader, really keeping up with high schoolers in terms of, you know, just work ethic. And, you know, I can only assume, you know, Kenny, Kenny, you coming from that South Florida, you know, known for football and everything. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you came from the same type of situation, same type of background that, you know, gave you the love for the game today. Definitely. Um, uh, my father, he coached at every um, division there was for me. Little league, high school. Um, you know, if he was could come to college, I know he would be right there on my side coaching me. So you know, my dad always been like that. The reason I, you know, fell in love with the game, he he showed me the game. And, you know, I fell in love with it, and this far look how far it got me. And like the way he 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 developed my brothers and me watching that at a young age it, it, it inspired me to you know be better so like the competitive was in me at a young age so i always want to be better than my brothers at anything we did in the house so like they just like like you said working out with my older brother that's crazy because i used to work, do the same thing go um work out with my brothers in high school and i'm just in you know middle school yeah like, i'm out there doing what they doing because you know one day I know I'm gonna be doing it, so you know why not? Why not? Why not do it now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And one thing you had, one thing you had touched on about you know youth football and everything that kind of you know reminded me. I remember from first through sixth grade, my dad was always my youth football coach, always. And everybody knows one of the hardest thing to do is have your dad as your football coach because that that switch between coach and dad that's a hard switch to turn on and off. Yeah. You know now now that I look at it, now that I look back at uh, all the times I got yelled at, all the times, you know, all the rough times in football when I was younger, I look back at it like, yeah, back then I, I probably, you know, hated it. I probably wanted to play football. I probably didn't want to go to the workout. I probably wanted to stay home, play video games. But, you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer and everything pays off. So 
I feel like looking back at it, that was 100% what molded me into the athlete I am today. And not just athlete, but the person, because it gave me those type of situations, those type of uh, things that happened. It molded me into the person who I am today, which allows me to handle situations and um, basically just go through life the way that I do. Because since a young age, football is a game that it doesn't just teach football uh, characteristics. It teaches uh, work ethic, how to work with people, it teaches discipline. It teaches a whole bunch of things that you need in everyday life. So I feel like uh, the hard way I was co uh, coached growing up and the things that I was taught and instilled within me since a young age, I felt like that has really molded me into the person that I am today. Uh, I agree with that too. Like, um, just like me being blessed to have older brothers ahead of me to you know, go through the things that I was gonna have to eventually go through in life, which is mimicking that transition to college. And, you know, a new environment and stuff like that, just being away from home, they kind of, like, you know, gave me the feel for it already when I'm already back home. Like, telling me things that, you know, usually other players wouldn't get a chance to, you know, experience until they mm -hmm. get So, like, that's, you know, having them older brothers and it's a, truly a blessing to, um, you know, look up to because, mm -hmm. Like I said, like these kids, they're doing the same thing. They're doing what they're going to have to be doing it in the future. So start as soon as possible. And I think, Can you tell me, tell me about, give me some specifics about RJ and Dion. Give me some memories of watching RJ and Dion at the park and tell me what that little league park was like down there. Uh, a lot of the leagues was a, is the park we played at. A lot of the leagues, Vikings is what it's called. Um, and they had different like weight classes or divisions. So my brothers, you know, I got older brothers, so they on the, the older pound and I'm on the youngest, like Pee Wee. Um, you know, just them being out there playing, you know, everybody starting to you know, know who they were, being older than me, especially my dad out there coaching, like I said. You know. So as that was the, you know, go along after the years, I got older. And, you know, people knew who I was because of my brothers and what they have done are on the already out there on the field. So, like, like I, it was, like, not really, really big shoes to fill, but, like, they just – it was expected of me to, you know, be who I was uh, – who I am because of who I had in front of me, the kind of father I had, the kind of mother I had. Um, it just – them being older and going out there doing it for me, they, 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 they helped me, I can say that, because – Without them, I don't think I, you know, be where I am now. Just because they they talk to me the way they they, they sit me down and understand, make me understand, that, you know, the game of football. Like it's just that bond we have. Um, me, RJ, and Dion. You know, Dion really is like a quiet one, but when he talk, it's like you know you got to listen because he, he's not gonna talk as often. So RJ, he you know he's the older, the bigger one. He's more demanding and stuff like that. So. You know, with him, it's just like let's go, let's do more stuff like that. So, just having those older brothers, it's, it's amazing, man. Like they just make me go harder. Yeah, I, I like how you know you played it in with uh, your your older brother shaping you into the person you are. Because I got a little story um, from when I was back younger. Uh, I don't like to talk about this story. It's one of those embarrassing. I would say embarrassing, but you know, it's one of those stories and. Um, I have an older brother. Uh, we've always, you know, football family. We've always grown up playing football. So we're at my grandparents' house in the Bay Area um, having a good time. You know, me and my brother, 
he's five years older than me, so you can already know there's always that – there was that strength difference. So we're in the front yard uh, passing the football, throwing back and forth, and I'm telling him, like, bro, you, you're throwing too hard. And, like, I'm probably, I'm probably, like, seven, seven, seven years old, seven, eight, and I get to the point where I'm, like, I'm basically, like, fussing about it, like, like you're throwing the ball too hard, and my grandma comes out and um, – she sees me, you know, crying or whatever. And she had, she called my dad and uh, basically told him the situation. And, you know, me, me thinking, you know, I'm young and everything. I'm thinking I'm finna get on the phone. My dad gonna show sympathy or whatever. And, you know, when, it, when she handed that phone over, I can't really repeat too much, but you no, know, it, it was basically get back out there and catch that football. And, you know, moments like that, it really, you know, it really shapes you into that, that, that person that it's like, you really, you just got to accept it and just work really. And that's, that's how I've been through my life. Um, really, you can't really complain about it because everybody knows to get to where you want to get to is work. There's no way to shortcut it. There's no way to, to even, you know, get around it to get to where you want to get to in this game. You have to work like it's a must. So I feel like situations like that, um, that really shaped me. And when you brought up your uh, big brothers and everything and how like they inspired you, um, I really related to that because my big brother, like I said, he's, um, he's always been, he's five years older than me. So when I was in eighth grade, he was at the high school level. So out of high school, he went to um, junior college, he went to Fresno city and, you know, me looking up to him, me and him, we went two totally different routes in terms of, you know, college recruitment and everything, you know, me growing up uh, freshman, sophomore year, finished sophomore year with like probably 25 off or something like that. And just watching him, um, he really had that mindset that he was never going to, you know, give up, never going to uh, let anybody outwork him. And he went from the he went from the junior college route and ended up uh, playing at Fresno State. And, you know, me, you know, as a little brother watching that, that was probably one of the most inspiring things that I've ever, you know, uh, been taught or seen because, you know, that's not an easy thing to do. You go to JUCO. That's a, that's really when it becomes a real mental game. And, you know, that's a, it's a hard place to get out of. And the fact that he was able to go the hard route and still be able to live his dream and, you know, do what he wanted to do that would, that inspired me. And, you know, that, that, that probably lit a fire with, within me that, you know, made me want to just keep going harder, keep going harder. Cause at this point, uh, sometimes I'll look back at it as, and like, sometimes I'll be wanting to, to do this to be able to repay him. Cause I know, me personally, I know how hard he works. I know everything he puts into it. So it's almost like sometimes I want to repay him for everything that he did that he wanted to accomplish. I want to be able to, you know, do it for, you know, everybody, do it for the both of us. So, you know, we could both live this dream type of thing. It's different for you, Kenny. Obviously, RJ was a Miami guy. Uh, why don't you tell the story about watching RJ's recruitment, uh, Dion's recruitment to Notre Dame, and then some of the pressure on you maybe to go to Miami from what I was reading about there, they thought they were going to get you down there. Right. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, like you said, RJ went to Miami university of Miami. Um, his recruiting process was, you know, easy. He told my dad, look, I want to go to Miami university of Miami and, you know, just go there and play football. He didn't take no visits nowhere. He didn't go to see no other school. He just said that I want to go to Miami. That's what the case. And look, he did, you know, watching him play at Miami, it was like it was crazy a dream come true my dad's favorite college scene so like 
just, you know, made him proud to see his son out there playing for his favorite college team. Um, you know, just going to the games and be able to see the, the college level at, you know, a young age, it um, gave me a better feel for, like, coming to college and how, what they expect. And with Dion, um, he went to Notre Dame at first. Dion, like, none of my brothers really went to camps. Dion was a he, he, like I said, he was a very quiet one. So when he talked, like, that's when you listen to him. He, he, he fell in love with Notre Dame, and Notre Dame was, made him feel like uh, another place at home. He felt comfortable there where he can, you know, get a degree, and that was his focus, and, you know, getting this degree from Notre Dame and going on to the league. But um, now he's at Washington State. Um, he's... Also, them had a, a, a big season last year. He's, you know, doing great things on the field. And, um, you know, watching him play the same position as me, you know, like little things, like even a cut. Me and him always talk to each other on, like, what we should have done on this play or, you know, that play. So, it's like, I go back to that bond we have on as brothers, you know, just helping each other out. On, you know, it's just it, – it's always going to be there, like, you know, that just, you know, give me feel like what you say can kind of like spark the fire. Like when your older brother telling you like, hey, you 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 do this right here, you know, that you can be more successful and stuff like that. So just having that extra ear in you, um to hear from that can, you know, take your game to another level, you know, it's always a place. So having those older brothers is definitely a blessing. Kenny, were you is the is the youngest and and I could be wrong here, the the read I got from your family was they're, they're pretty easy on you. I imagine early in life, maybe it wasn't that way, but everybody seems to love you now in that house. Like Kenny doesn't seem to do any wrong. That was kind of the vibe I got, but what, what about the, was it always like that? Or were there some early years where like when Kendall shared his experience where you were out there playing, having, having to hold the tears back, but you didn't want anybody to know that you were a little kid, you were trying to measure up. Um, well, with me, it always, it wasn't like that. It was like, um, actually, I can think of a story. We were playing in North Lauderdale. We was playing street football with my, you know, just regular street football out there playing regular football with my older brothers and their, their friends, of course. Just me being the youngest. Um, like I said, people knew around me because of my older brothers and stuff like that. And, like, I'm the youngest out there playing catch football in the middle of the street with the light poles there and stuff like that, everything. So um, I ended up catching the ball, like, um, right by the light pole. Like, I ended up catching it. And as soon as I turned around to go run, I ran right into the light pole, boom. <laughs> and we in front of my, my mom and dad all outside. Everybody's just watching and um, – like, I bounced right back up and just, you know, kept it pushing like nothing happened. And, like, everybody, like, was in shock as soon as I ran into it. So, like, um, you know, just where I came from, the way I was brought up, my dad, and the way he rode me, like, raised me and my brothers. Like, there was no type of, like, I want to say that in my heart. Like, I felt like I can do anything, you know, and guys who strengthen me so, like, just having that, you know, that father there in your life push you and motivate you and, you know, you feed that off from your brothers and seeing what they've done. It's like, like I said, it's a blessing. Me and my brother, um, uh, the back 
home we live by uh like right across the street was a park neighborhood park mm-hmm. and me and my brother we would always go out there run routes and everything just you know try to work on little stuff so it was one one time i decided i was gonna run a post route so i'm lined up i run my post right you know full speed i break right when i see the ball in the air i put my i put my eyes up and the moment that i track my ball at the ball in my hands it's a light pole Ooh. I hit the pole, boom. I'm on the ground laying there because, you know, the pole hurt. That pole didn't move at all. As I'm laying on the ground, I'm laying down. It just so happened that I landed right on an ant pile. So I got a whole bunch of ants <laughs> on my leg, biting my leg and stuff. And when I tell you, I got up as fast as I could. And I got the house, like, full speed in the house and – you know, it was just it was just a crazy experience. It's funny that I look back at it, but you know, in the moment, I was first I was mad at my brother, yep, <laughs> like that, and then two, it was just the fact of all those ants biting me, and yeah, it was just that was a funny situation. But that that made me think about that. We was playing at a lot of the elites, and like I I think I was around like eleven, years old, and. We were beating this team pretty, you know, pretty bad. And, like, I wasn't supposed to be on the field, especially on special teams. So I'm on the sideline, and it's like we just scored, so it's time to go to kickoff. And there's only 10 players on the field. And the coach, like, calling, like, and I'm just a kid. I'm right there by the coach. I'm hearing him calling. So my first thought was to go on the field, so I ran out there, you know, just, you know, be that the last person. So the ref seen it, blew the whistle. And the coach still on the sideline looking for the you know the boy that's supposed to be in, and I'm out there. So he, uh, you know the kicker he kicked the ball, he ran down. I'm just you know we being the team bad. I'm just you know jogging down there, woo, woo, woo. you know thinking they finna make you know my other players finna make the tackle, my other teammates, and he ended up breaking loose and right in the hole I was at. So I had to make the tackle. Ran in there head first, boom somehow. I'm on my knees, he on the ground. I'm just looking at my, my wrist. I don't feel right. My wrist bit one way. I'm like, man, what? So I just book it off my helmet, threw it off one hand and just laid there. <laughs> and then <laughs> all I hear is my mother come running on the field. Like I'm just laying there. First my coaches come and then my mother running on the field coming to get me. So it's just one moment where I had, you know, remembered on just having a failure. <laughs> Kenny, when you came to the University of Georgia, what athlete or athletes just blew your mind with their freakish size, speed, or athleticism? Um, Ben Cleveland and Isaiah Wilson. Those two guys, like, six, nine and above, and they're running four nines and, you know, just moving. Like, when I first seen them, they reminded me of Hawk, like, (laughs) <laughs> the calf muscle, the veins going down their legs. I'm like, man, like I, I, I wasn't expecting that to be that big. But you know, like I knew Georgia had big old linemen, but just seeing them side by side was like, I don't know, man. Two mat trucks coming at you. You know what I'm saying? Like that was just crazy. So those two. The first one is Ben Cleveland, and the second one is Jordan Davis. Uh, ben Cleveland kind of speaks for itself. The man is like built like one of the lumberjacks you see in the movies, you know, <laughs> <all> lumberjacks. <laughs> and, you know, 
the thing, the thing about Jordan Davis that's uh, the craziest to me is, you know, the dude's huge. The dude, he's huge. He can, he can run. But if you, if you have a close relationship with JD, you wouldn't think that he is any type of good at football or anywhere. He, he has the personality of like a fourth grader. It seems like, like <laughs> playful, the most playful person always playing. He's like that big dog that doesn't know how big he is. That always mess around and jump on you type of thing. And it's just funny because the dude, you know, he's huge. Like you see it, but he knows how to flip that switch when he's not on the field and just, you know, just enjoy life, just have fun. And, you know, that's, that's what you love to see. All right, I'll back it up and I'll say now th- these young guys coming in, now you're veterans. Is there anybody, again, speaking of uh, size or speed or any of these incoming guys, Kenny, uh, that, that blew you away? Anybody younger than you that you've seen come in since you've been there? Uh, I'm going to say Jalen Carter, man. Um, that guy, he, he, he's a freak. Um, he heard he can win me at his size, you know what I'm saying? That's crazy. So, it's, you know, be able, him to be able to do that, that explains it all right there. Like, he, that, that guy, he's strong, definitely. If I were to think about it for players, because, you know, I came a year after, so uh, class under me, um, I would say there's two people that I've seen. Um, it's Chaz Chambliss and, um, and Marius Mims. Uh, starting with Chaz, he's one of those dudes that you will see him in the facility until from 7 a.m. until 9 p.m. And, like, there's really no exaggeration in between that because it's really – I'm a type of person that I'll, I'll try to get in the training room, like, an hour, an hour and a half before my workout – and he's always there before me because my workouts in the morning and he leaves at night, late at night. And then um, with the Marius, his just like, just, just huge. He's probably about six, eight, six, nine. And, you know, he can move his feet, he can work his hands. So, you know, it's just crazy seeing, you know, somebody who's so big that knows how to, because at a point, you know, from high school, if you're the big man out there, you really don't need to, you real technique, like real, you know, things that you would need at this level. But he came here with, you know, he had good feet, he had good hand placement. And, you know, it's just, you know, crazy seeing a big guy like that, who he reminds me of uh, Isaiah Wilson, a big guy like that, that knows how to, you know, even though they got the, they got the physique and everything, they got the the body that it takes to get to the next level. Uh, he, you know, has those tools that that is what separates, you know, people. And, you know, that's what I think is special with him. All right, first one, red jerseys or black jerseys? Black. Black, 100%. Captain America or Iron Man? Iron Man. Iron Man, no question. Night game or day game? Night game. Night game. (laughs) The lights and the hedges. Definitely. Better football state, California or Florida? Florida, of course. Off real. Don't even ask them. Allie, just check the number one every year. Nick Chubb or Todd Gurley? Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. Kobe or LeBron? Kobe. <laughs> LeBron. RP Kobe. Hey. Yeah, I got Kobe. Got it tatted on me right here. Exactly. exactly. Right here, tatted on me right here. R.P. Kobe. You got a LeBron tattoo? Nope. All right. <laughs> it ain't that time. Dog person or cat person? Dog. Dog. 
hate cats. Pre-game TV shows or extra sleep? Extra sleep. Extra sleep. Ben <laughs> bench press or squat? Bench press. Squat. Thank you, squat. Draw or sweep? Draw. Yeah, draw. That really depends on the defense, but I'll say draw. Okay. It depends on who you playing. Definitely. That's what I was like. <laughs> well, guys, that was a lot of fun tonight. Just a, a great first show for KM Squared. Next week, we're going to talk about the sports you played before you got to the University of Georgia. Kenny? Basketball, man. I remember one time I failed trying to dunk. <laughs> Kendall? Wrestling. Um, all I got to say is that double A was something serious not to play with. <laughs>